Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. Excited to have this guest today, uh, Dr. Natalia Vihovsky, uh, an author, edutainer, consultant, um, lady that's doing lots of amazing things to make our world a better place. And I'm so thankful to have her on today. So first off, thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. I thank you so much for inviting me over and I still have to uh, get away of the tears because we're laughing so hard before you start <laughs> yeah. press the start button. So I hope to be of value to your audience and to edutain them. There you go. Well, first, I know off air, you know, like you said, we, we were, had some good laughs, but uh, if you don't mind uh, sharing with the audience uh, your story and track your story till now. Yeah, so I am originally from Germany, from Hanover, and I studied social science. And when you do that, there is not the job for you. So when you study medicine, you usually become a doctor. Or when you study architecture, you become an architect, right? So as a sociologist, you either end up in HR or you end up in marketing or you end up in a, I don't know, nonprofit or you do your own thing. And so I decided to try everything. So at the age of 23, I uh, left Germany and I worked for the government first here in the UAE in the educational field. And then I moved towards private economy and worked in marketing. And at the age of 29, I realized mm, I hate myself and I hate my life and I hate my job. And everybody says, you're successful and you must be so happy. And I said, well, on paper, it looks amazing. Like, seriously, I'm impressed by the stuff that I see on my CV. But um, to be honest, I'm not happy. I don't perceive myself as successful. And I was terribly sick. I was exhausted. I ended up up to twice per month in hospital and no doctor could figure out what it is. So to cut the long story short, I had the guts to say, you know what, stop. I quit my job. I locked myself away for nine months, took a self-imposed sabbatical and asked myself tons of painful questions like, what has happened? What is success? What do I want from life? How can I add more value? What if, what is a value? What if the way how I live, what makes me happy is very different from the stuff that was brainwashed or hammered into my system? So I I literally created a list with all the things that I always wanted to do and I tested and experimented and failed myself up to my dream lifestyle and career of purpose. And that is being myself, being able to teach people something, but to also be silly. This is why I'm an edutainer. It's a mix between yeah. an educator and an entertainer. And I realized that 
I'm not a typical consultant. I'm not a typical coach. I swear way too much for a coach. Um, and I also love to give advice because people ask me for advice. So I realized that a concept that I call coach consulting is best. And my passion lies in helping people to shine better, to stand out, to, to market themselves, to build personal brands that make you money, but also make a difference. And so I either do that in a, in a group coaching setting. So I have a link to group coaching, but on the other side, I'm also a, a keynote speaker, a, um, a trainer, and recently also an author. That's awesome. Great story. Uh, very inspiring. Well, what are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? I think the first one is the PhD because once my PhD was ready and I sent it to my supervisor, she didn't answer. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I waited and followed up and nothing came. And then I called her. She's like, oh yeah, sorry. I'm so busy. Uh, I promise you I'll, I'll get back to you. And then two weeks later, she's like, I can't find your PhD. Could you please resend it? And I was like, Arr! okay, fine. Okay, so this happened 10,000 times, and at a certain stage, I just contacted my university and said, listen, um, I'm scared, but my professor is not reading my stuff, and it's, it's a deal. It's kind of like marriage, so I sign and do my stuff, and you do your stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so the university got back to me after a few weeks and said, well, we have good news and we have bad news. What do you want to hear first? And I was like, oh, no. Um, so in the end, nobody knew where she was. She just disappeared. And I wasn't the only one. There were also more than a handful of other students. So I needed to look for a new professor and uh, finding a new professor who would be my mentor or the doctor father, as we call it German, was very difficult. And then once I found one, he said, well, we can, of course, continue working together, but approximately 85% what you have created over the last three and a half years is trash bin material. So if you want to get that PhD, you better start writing from scratch. Maybe 15% of what you've created is actually workable. So um, pushing through that and actually writing two PhD theses and just oh, being doctor uh, and not doctor, doctor. <laughs> doctor, 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 doctor. Not yet. Maybe I'll be Dr. HC one day. It's on my vision board. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's one thing that I'm really proud of because I so didn't want to do it. It was exhausting. It meant three more years working on something that I have emotionally finished. So that was... Um, that was a huge lesson learned and a project. The other second or the second thing um, was definitely the sabbatical. Having the courage to, to question everything that I've ever learned in life and saying no to a comfortable, stable life that everybody lives, but um, going deep and facing my deepest insecurities and forgiving and, and letting go, um, that was... I think even more of a project and was scarier than anything that I've ever done in my life. So I'm very proud of that as well, that I, that I pushed through it. And um, the last thing is my business because after I realized that, you know, working for somebody didn't work for me, I was like, okay, I have three options. Uh, I could be a freelancer um, or start my own business. Cool. Uh, I could get married and be just a rich trophy wife. It's like, oh, that's, that's not for me. I have too much brain. I just can't be pretty. That doesn't work for me. Um, or I could live, you know, um, I mean, I could go to Germany and tell them I don't have a job and live off the money that I would get uh, from the government, right? Because the German system is a very 
the German society is a society that really cares for each other. And when you cannot find a job for a certain amount of time, you get uh, money from the government because you're looking for a job. So I was like, yeah, um, don't want to be a burden for my country. Don't want to be a trophy wife. So I better start my own business. And I started as a freelancer and then I realized that um, trading money against time doesn't work for me because time is one of my core values. So then making that jump into entrepreneurship, although nobody in my family is a business owner, everybody has always been employed. That was so scary. But I, I don't regret any day and I'm really proud of how far I've come after five years. That's awesome. Those are definitely uh, three things to really be proud of. It's, it's really cool. And and I would consider them to be hugely successful. Uh, so let's hit on success. What is your definition of success? Oh, that's a challenging one. And I, I spend so much time on it. Um, I've written a book and um, in there, I have a longer passage on it. Um, mm-hmm. At the moment, it's a German, so give me some time because I need to translate it. Um, I think in order to define success, you need to define what happiness is first. So this is how I define happiness. For me, happiness means to live every day, to design every day how I would like it to be. To be the queen of my time, to learn something new every day, to read, to become a little bit better, um, to make at least one person think and love per day, to eat well because I'm a foodie, have great conversations, do sports, to feel the sun on my skin. That's happiness for me. And when I can design a business model and a lifestyle that that allows me to live that day each day like that this is what i call success boom boom (laughs) (laughs) that's good stuff right there that's awesome (laughs) well well before we get off if you don't mind sharing with the audience where they can go follow you and check you out and show you some love Uh, Sure. I mean, um, I'm a big LinkedIn fan. So you'll find me on LinkedIn where I share a lot of knowledge uh, and stories around my expertise, LinkedIn personal branding. And if you want to see the more private Natalia that definitely swears more and has um, weird filters in her face, primarily unicorns, and also see a little bit of how Dubai looks like. I mean, not at the moment because we're not allowed... we started to be allowed to go out again. We had like a three weeks lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, then follow me on Instagram. You'll find me under at Think Natalia. There it is. Well, again, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. And I wish you continued success. Thanks so much. Same to you. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.